to the house of God. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, we're going to go to a, a new sermon series um, that is just going to be really short. But if you would stand, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now just to add to what Sister Gina said also, that if you feeling unwell, contact the doctors. You can contact, um, the, ring them before you go to the hospital because they will give you procedures as to what to do um, in, in order for you to get some medical attention. But um, we're believing God that, that God's going to keep us and protect us. Amen. But we're still going to exercise um, caution. First Corinthians, just one verse, verse number 14, uh, chapter 14, rather, verse 8. For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? Paul is referring to the operation of the gifts of the Spirit in chapter 14, and he's saying, uh, you, you've, you've got to make a clear sound, a certain sound. Because if you don't, how, how are they going to know what to do? And he's referring to the gifts of the Spirit, that if you're going to speak in tongues, there should be an interpreter. And if there's no interpreter, well, just rather you speak in a language that people understand. And so I, I'm going to not preach on that context necessarily, but simply minister to you and, and, and uh, the next couple of weeks on the thought, a, a certain sound, a certain sound. Amen. Would you pray with us one more time? We want to pray for Brother Greg Hackathorn. He's not well. And Brother Marcello. And we're believing God for his healing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you are our healer. We thank you that we can all here testify of your goodness, of your healing power. We ask you again to touch your servants, to touch these, uh, your children. We ask you to heal them, Lord, from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Recover them now, Lord God, we pray in Jesus' name. And Lord, for your word today. Lord God, we pray that your word would have its perfect work. That it would minister to our hearts and minds as you anoint your people and your servants. Lord, give us an openness, Lord God. Let us respond to your word with faith, that we can mix it with our faith, that it may produce fruit, Lord God, that we may see results come forth, Lord God, as we respond to your word. We thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you for the lives that you have already touched. Lord, we give you glory right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you clap your hands one more time and give them praise? Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated. While we may be refraining as much as we can from close contact, uh, you can give yourselves a high five throughout this sermon by clapping. Amen. Whenever you agree with something. If you don't agree with it, then that's fine. Amen. The last few weeks, we have seen unprecedented panic in our even in our local communities. In response to this, this outbreak, this pandemic, um, and you know, you just seen the panic, of course. And maybe that's been some of you, I don't know. I, but uh, my wife and I, we, <laughs> we went to um, Costco <laughs> the other week, uh, on Friday, to, to we buy the supplies. She buys usually the supplies for church, um, you know, toilet paper, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> 
And so I said, I'm going to come with you because I'm anticipating this is, it might get ugly. <laughs> and, and sure enough, we got there a few minutes before it opened. It opens at 10 o'clock. There were people lining up from 8 a.m. Wow. 8 a.m. <laughs> to, um, to buy stuff. And, and when we got there, you know, we, were, we went through the way that we normally go, which is kind of the side. And people were literally screaming to the top of their voice, like, like women squealing. Like, I might just lose my voice if I tell it again. And, 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 you know, angry that some people are going, and they are rushing like mad. They, they don't mind bumping into you with their, those giant trolleys at Costco, you know. And, and, and so there's people, they, the, the first, you know where the first place to go is at the very back of Costco. I don't know if you've ever been there. I, I don't go very often, but my wife tells me it's over there. Right at the back is where the toilet paper is. And they all rush straight to the back. And where they just, you know, we're trying to keep our composure, you know, praise the Lord, hallelujah, <laughs> glory to God. We're smiling and letting them through. And the lady wouldn't let us through anyway. I said, okay, that's fine. Uh, you know, we, I mean, you know, we have enough toilet paper, but we thought, you know, and, and this is where the panic starts, is that when they see people, when there's pandemonium in, in the supermarkets, and, you know, you, even in the news, you have, like, ladies that are fighting in the aisles <laughs> over essentials. Didn't these people know to collect, you know, newspapers? Like, <laughs> but there is this panic that is just saturating our world. There's this fear that, that's gripping our society and our communities, and, and people are just acting crazy. And, and it goes to show that, that in the minds and the psyche of people that there is a sense of uncertainty. There is this sense of of uh, unsure and, and, and not really knowing for certain and, and assurance that, that things are going to be as they were. And so people start to panic. And, and of course, uh, not to mention just in this last couple of months alone, in this country alone, we have seen bushfires that have decimated our, our, our forests and our trees. We have seen floods within the same period of time. And it all uh, speaks about the uncertainty of life in this world. We, we are living on a fragile planet. Amen. It, it is a world, a physical world, that is, is sometimes unpredictable. The, 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 in Tennessee, I don't know if you saw that, the, uh, that's where Sister Kaylee's from, the, the tornadoes uh, that's just decimated whole suburbs. It's, it's unbelievable, but it speaks to us of the fragility of life upon this earth. And, and, of course, the realization, the uncertainty of life, just within hours, the share market will lose billions of dollars. Uh, businesses closing down while others are thriving. And, and it is predicted that, that in this country that the unemployment will rise by 1%. That's over 100,000 jobs that we will potentially lose. And the fact of the matter is, is that we live in uncertain times in an uncertain world. Because the Bible already tells us that life itself is fleeting. It is uncertain. The physical life on this earth, James says in 4 of James verse 13, he tells the church, Go to now you that say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get, and get gain. 
<laughs> you can't even buy the essentials in some places anymore. Uh, at Psalms 103, he reiterates, As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. And when the wind has passed over it, it is no more. And its place acknowledges it no longer. It remembers it no more. He says, that's what the life of man is. For he says in verse 14, for you know not what shall be on the morrow. James 4 and 14, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Amen. When I was in my early teens, in my late teens, in my early 20s, even I felt like I was going to live forever. I felt like that I, my body was going to be strong forever. I was going to be healthy all the time and everything was always going to be good. But I, as I, I'm nearing my 30s now, uh, I, I'm, I'm realizing, <laughs> amen, thank you for laughing. I, I'm realizing that life is full of uncertainties, that it is like a vapor. How, how quickly my 40-something, none of your business years have gone in my life it's gone so quickly i i, I just didn't think how uh, that just things just passed you know my 20s was a blur my the 30s was like just busy working and in 40s well you start to feel the aches and pains in the joints and in the body and and you start to see the kids growing up but but life the bible says is a vapor can i tell you here today that that life is full of uncertainty and that we are in a world that is steeped with a sense of insecurity and the sense of in uh, of uncertainty and the lacking of assurance we they don't know what, what's going to happen tomorrow to their businesses to uh, to their, their their investments to their jobs to their the schools even having to close down we are living in the world of uncertainty but i've come to tell you here today that in the midst of all of this panic and fear and dread amen there is a certain and a clear voice that is speaking to the church and through the church amen if you read psalms 103 and 15 it continues on and as for man his days are like grass and as flower of the field so he flourishes and it goes on in verse 17 it says this but the loving kindness of the lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children to those who keep his covenant and remember his precepts to do them the lord has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all amen can I tell you that in the midst of this fearful generation there is a voice of clarity and a voice of assurance and that is the word of God Oh, hallelujah. Can I tell you, church, this is not the hour to panic. This is not the time to be fearful, but this is the hour. This is the stage that is being set for the church of the living God because the world are looking for some semblance of truth and firm foundation. Can I tell you it's right here in the Word of God. It's the Word of God that is a sure foundation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, it's our hour. It's our time. It's our moment for us to stand up and not to be afraid, not to be shy or embarrassed, not to cower away in fear, but it's for us to stand up to say, there's no need to fear because God is still on the throne. My God is still in control. 
Oh, I wish somebody would hear what I'm saying. Come on, somebody. It's no time for us to cower back, but it's time to get the book. It's time to get the Bible. It's time to get the word of God upon our hearts because Jesus said, if you listen to my words and if you do them, you shall blacken be likened to a man that built his house upon the rock. That when the storms come and when the winds come and when the waves come crashing, you're not going to be destroyed. You're not going to be cast down, but you're going to stand firm oh bless the name of the Lord hallelujah what we need in this hour in this word is a clear voice is a distinct message not one of panic but one of faith and trust and belief in God amen when the children of Israel ever had to to send a message to their people they often used the trumpet or the horn or what would be often referred to in the Hebrew language as the shofar, which is a ram's horn, a little bit like this. This is a ram's horn. And they would blow the ram's horn to signal a message. And it had to be a clear message because different types of sounds produced a different type of message and response. There was times when they would blow the shofar or the horn to gather the people to assemble. There were times when they had to uh, bring the shofar together to bring the people uh, to crown a new king. They would blow the horn to, to gather for battle. They would blow the horn to fight the battle in warfare. And they would use the horn to signal a message to the people. And the message or the horn, the sound it had to make, it had to be clear and certain. It had to be sure. It couldn't be a, an uncertain message, an uncertain sound. It had to be a clear sound. And I've come to tell you, remind you today, that we have to have a clear message, a clear sound. You have to know what you believe. You have to know what you stand upon. You've got to know the word of God. Amen. Amen. It's not enough just to come to church once a week and say, I'll, I'll listen to the word. Amen. Once a week. But you've got to study the word. You've got to meditate God's word, the Holy Scriptures, the Bible. Because Jesus said, in them you will find eternal life. You've got to stand upon the word of God because it's the word of God that still changes. Can I tell you, it's still the best-selling book in all of history. The Bible has withstood kingdoms and tyrants and kings have come and gone, but the Bible stands forever. And Jesus said these words. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. It shall abide forevermore. Oh, I thank God for you Pentecostals. Nobody knows the Bible like apostolic Pentecostals. And it's time that we get to understand if you want a revival you got to read Bible. If you want a revival, you got to read your Bible. Amen. If you want to see a revival in this world, let the word of God get in your heart and begin to preach and declare the hope and the message of Jesus Christ. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. You can bank on his word. Amen. If you, you give up everything in this world, to follow his word. I'm telling you, you will not end up a loser. You will always come out a winner. 
Amen. It is still the best-selling book in all of history. It can still change the lives of men and women. It can still transform drug addicts. It can still change. It can still take them from the street corner and put them in the amen corner. It can still take them out of the guttermost and put them up in the uppermost. I'm telling you, God's Word can still transform and change your life. Hallelujah. I like that. If you want a revival, read Bible. Praise God. The trumpet's sound had to be clear. And I believe that there is no greater use for the trumpet in the Old Testament than what they used it for this, this word or this concept called the Jubilee. In fact, the word Jubilee means the blowing of the trumpet. And the concept of the Jubilee is found in Leviticus chapter 25. And it's a very simple concept. It simply means that after 49 years, uh, on the 50th year, they would blow the trumpet, the shafar. And when they blow the, the blew the trumpet, it meant, it signaled that everybody that was in debt, everybody that became indentured slaves, because of, of being in debt. That's how you became a slave. You had to work it off. Everybody that had their land or their property confiscated, uh, that after, on the, after 49 years, on the 50th year, they would blow the trumpet, and it signaled that all of those debts would be canceled. Isn't that awesome? Why, I wish they would do that for our credit card debts, don't you think? They, they try to ask for a jubilee. Some of the African nations try to ask for the jubilee from the... Uh, the IMF, I believe, or the, the, the uh, International Monetary Fund, and, and you know, just to can, they, had, they are in so much debt, they said, there's no way we're ever going to cancel, get rid of this debt, so we just want you to cancel it, help us start again. And you know what they said? No. <laughs> of course they said no, but this was God's concept. This was God's uh, 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 decree that on the 40, after 49 years, they would blow the trumpet, and when the trumpet sounded, then everybody would be free. Everybody would be set free, and they would be just uh, uh, liberated. They can be restored to their families. They can be restored with what they owed, and everything would be back to where it was originally. Amen. This is a concept. This is a decree in the Word of God that, that is, uh, it, it resembles, it, it shows to us God's desire to ensure that mankind would not be indebted and would not be kept in bondage forever. It is not God's will for them to be always a slave, but his ultimate desire for everyone uh, that is in debt and everyone that is bound is that they would be free. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. Because that is God's desire for every single human being, is that they would be set free. Is that they would be free from the bondage of sin and slavery and everything that God had not designed mankind to be under the yoke of bondage. It would be removed and destroyed. At the blowing of this trumpet, these workers would hear and wait for the sound. Amen. And here it is in Luke chapter 14. Here is the fulfillment of the Jubilee. Luke chapter 4, rather chapter 4 and verse 16. This is Jesus. He says, he came to Nazareth 
where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And here it is. Watch this. Verse 19, he says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. This prophecy of Isaiah that there would be a declaration of the acceptable year of the Lord, that all of these things would begin to take place, is now being fulfilled right now before your very eyes, before your very ears. Amen. And the people who heard this, the Bible says, were enraged that they wanted to kill Jesus, that they chased him to the top of a hill where to, wherewith they would cast him down to kill him. Because what Jesus was doing... He was proclaiming to take ownership and he was proclaiming for himself that he was in fact the Messiah and that he was the one that was blowing the horn of the acceptable year of the Lord and the acceptable year of the Lord is Jubilee. Amen. He is the Jubilee. He is the sound of the trumpet. In other words, through Jesus Christ, everyone that is bound, everyone that is in debt, everyone that is captive by sin and is bound by drugs, bound by alcohol, bound by vices, bound by life, lifestyles of sin. He said, I've come to set you free. I've come to liberate your life. Oh, hallelujah. I've come to tell somebody there's a freedom for you. There's a liberty that's already been blown. It's already been shouted. It's already been declared. You can be free from every sin and every vice and every addiction, every habit, everything in your life. I've come to declare to you the hope and the promise of Jesus Christ that we can be free. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. Come on, somebody. You can be set free. You don't have to live in sin. You don't have to be bound up in drugs and, and walking around in depression. You don't have to be bound by that sickness. You don't have to be bound by fear and panic. Coronavirus, it don't stand a chance until the name of Jesus Christ. God is all-powerful. My God is still able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think hallelujah I got a couple of people that believe that if you don't want to believe that that's your problem but I believe amen that this is a voice this is a sound of certainty amen that there is salvation only found in Jesus Christ there's no other way to get to heaven there's no other way to get to the father but only through Jesus Glory. 
Hallelujah. If that doesn't sound certain enough for you, I'm sorry. But I can't get any more certain than this. The world may be in the darkness trying to grope around, trying to find some semblance of truth. The world is full of uncertainty. They don't know. Maybe I'll go here. Maybe there's nothing after life. Maybe I just die and disappear. They don't know. Don't gamble with uncertainty. Don't gamble with your eternity. But find the truth of God. God's word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is the hour. This is the hour that the church of the living God must stand in the midst of this panic and fear. Hallelujah, that we have a voice of certainty. Yes, there's a heaven. Yes, there's a hell. But there's a way that you don't have to go to hell. There's a way that you can inherit heaven and all of his blessings. We've got to stand. We've got the message of certainty. We've got the sound. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can you imagine that? 49 years of slavery, you, and on that 50th year, even, even if you still owed another 10 years, it was canceled. And I wish our credit card companies could do that, right? <laughs> Sir, excuse me, I um, just want to let you know that your mortgage is taken care of. Awesome. But this is the devil's world. <laughs> He's the God of this world. But can you imagine, like the story in, when Elisha came across a widow woman and she was in debt and they were about to take her two sons to become slaves in order to pay back the debt. And she begged the, the prophet to help her because she didn't want to lose her sons to pay off the debt. I know what you're thinking. Wow, man, that'd be good for my kids to go and work. They could pay off my debt. But they would be there waiting, working in the field, pull, plowing that, that cow, cleaning the house, whatever it is. They're living in, in, in huts because all of their stuff was confiscated because they didn't owe anything. They, they couldn't pay anything back what they owed. So they lost everything. And, and every day they would wait for that acceptable year to come. And every day of that acceptable year they would wait for the sound, they would be working away, working away, and then they would hear a sound. Oh, that's not it. That's the, uh, the crowning of the king. Hear another sound. Oh, that's, that's not it. That's just the assembling together. Well, we want to hear the sound. Go ahead. This is his, by the way, so I'm not touching it because all the corona stuff. <laughs> Just with that sound, it symbolized, it signified that they were now free. So they take whatever, a shovel in their hand and say, here you go, boss. I'm, you're not my boss any longer. I'm going home. Just from that sound of hearing that sound, a certain sound, they would be set free. 
Oh, can I tell you, God has delivered us. He wants to set you free from disease, from sickness. Amen. If you got sickness in your body, I've come to give you a, a clear sound to tell you that Jesus can heal you in your body. He can open up deaf ears. He can open up blinded eyes. Hallelujah, he's able to do it. He has all power in his hand. And I believe that, my God, if you step out by faith, he's already given his word that you can receive the healing and supernatural power from God. Is there anybody in here today that believes in faith? Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. It's with a sound. Praise God. The deliverance and freedom was declared through a sound of a trumpet. Amen. And can I tell you, deliverance is still brought and is still conveyed through a sound. It's called the sound of preaching. It's still the Bible says preaching. Through the foolishness of preaching, he has saved those who believe. And if this world is going to be saved, it's going to come through you and I, God's people, opening up their mouth and declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ declaring salvation and freedom oh hallelujah freedom simply associated with a sound amen he, he, they didn't they didn't have to they didn't have to write an application fill out an application form they didn't have to uh, uh, go to this place and that they didn't have to perform some kind of a feat to accomplish but they simply had to listen to the sound. And the sound simply indicated that there would be freedom. How is it that I could get to heaven by hearing somebody speak God's word and me taking those words that have come to my ears and, 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 and hearing them and listening to them and being obedient and submitting myself to these words that have come to my ear. How is it, amen, that I can find salvation because I'm telling you here today, it's through the power of God's word combined together with your faith and when you receive it by faith something powerful happens it's like a spark to dynamite it's like the fire to the fuse something will explode something will happen and today before I finish this the service today if you can receive God's word with faith mixing it together something powerful is going to happen in your life glory to God the sound of the trumpet. Praise God. It's the sound of freedom. Praise the Lord. I, 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 lo I love this. This is, it was on the 50th year that there would be the Jubilee. And, and you know, numbers are very significant in the Bible. And the other times we see the number 50 is in the New Testament in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 2. The Bible says when the day of 50 cost or Pentecost, that's what Pentecost means. It's 50. And so uh, remember there are no throwaway lines in the Bible. But every word has been put there for a reason. 50th year, 50th day. And guess what happened on the 50th day? There was a sound. The Bible says when they were all with one accord in one place, suddenly... There was a 
sound from heaven as of a rushing and a mighty wind and it began to fill all the house where they were sitting and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. Amen. There was another sound that when the Spirit of God filled somebody, it wasn't some silent experience, but there was an audible sound, an audible evidence as when they received the Holy Ghost, they began to speak in tongues. Oh, hallelujah. That means they spoke in another language. Amen. That's the revelation of God filling somebody with the Holy Ghost. You'll begin to speak in tongues. You'll begin to speak a language that you don't understand. But the Bible says it's the Spirit of God that's praying through you and speaking through you. If you've ever had the Holy Ghost, if you've ever spoken in tongues, why don't you wave your hand and begin to thank God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Amen. That's the sound of freedom. That when you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and you are baptized in Jesus' name, your sins are washed away and you are born again. That is no, there's no ifs and ands or buts about it. But that's a certainty. That's not a hope so situation. But it's I know so situation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that salvation is not a, a guesswork? Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll get to heaven. Maybe I won't. And I'm not saying that we ought to be arrogant about it, but what I'm simply saying is the Bible has made it very clear for us to understand what we have to do in order for us to go to heaven. Jesus made it very clear. He said, except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus says, what do you mean? Must I enter my mother's womb a second time? He said, except a man is born again, he cannot enter, born again of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Praise God. And what does that mean? Is that, is that against some kind of mystery? No, we see it very clearly lived out when he told his disciples, go into all the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus Christ. And on the day of Pentecost, when the church began, they started to preach to them how to, that they must repent of their sins in order to be saved, be baptized in Jesus' name, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is clear. This message is so clear that a child can understand it. And I know most of you, you've been saved for a long time. Yeah, I've heard this a million times, Pastor. But maybe there's somebody here today that you're asking the question, what must I do to be saved? How can I be born again? How can I be saved? It's simple. Repent. And these concepts may be strange words to you, but they are very simple concepts. Repent simply means to change your mind. I'm living one way. I'm going to turn the other way and follow God's way. I repent. It doesn't take you hours although it is a lifelong discipline, but you can repent in a moment. And then it says to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. What for? For the remission or washing away or removal of your sins. Nothing magical about the water, but it's simply your obedience to his commandments. And then the Bible says you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's what it means to be born again of water and of the Spirit. You will be filled the Spirit of God will come inside of you in your spirit and you will be filled and you will be born again anew, regenerated by the Spirit of God. Isn't that awesome? 
Isn't that wonderful? Oh, thank you. That's, that's, very, that's very polite. Amen. Is there anybody that here that knows the joy of the Holy Ghost, that knows the joy of the power of the Spirit of God? Somebody asked me, why, why, why did God choose tongues as the sign? Why, why didn't he choose like goosebumps or something, you know? And we all get that. Why didn't he just choose like, you know, you will start to glow a neon color when you get the Holy Spirit? But, but it's very clear in Scripture that whenever they received the Holy Spirit, there was a sign. Now, I don't know why it's speaking in tongues. Maybe because, you know, the, James talks about the tongue being an unruly evil. And we need God's guidance and governance to be able to control the tongue. I don't know. But the Bible says whenever they received the Holy Spirit, they spoke in tongues as the outward sign. You say, well, I believe I got the Holy Ghost with you, even without speaking in tongues. Well, that's, that's good for you, but that's not the apostolic experience. That's not what the apostles experienced. I remember the first time I came to church, I got it the first night. I was still hooked on drugs and doing all that stuff. Listen to me. If God can give a 19-year-old druggie the Holy Ghost, he can give it to you. He can give it to anybody. But the Holy Ghost, there's a sign. Some people like to use the word evidence. I think sign would probably be more accurate. But it's semantics. I remember the story. I love this story. Brother Dan. Remember Brother Dan Lotu? He's our missionary in Nullaboy. He was coming to this church. He was going to fill up petrol. And as he was going to the shop to pay for his petrol, he said, you know, to the, the shop lady, good morning. And the lady behind the counter didn't even say, good, say hello back, you know, didn't say anything. And so he said it again, good morning. You know, Brother Dan's like, you know, lovely, jolly fellow. And again, she didn't say anything. And he noticed on the side there was a guy there with a hood with a gun, and he turned the gun, pointed at Brother Dan. And he asked him a question, do you want to live or do you want to die? And he said, I want to live. And he said, put your hands up, big boy. So he put his hand up. And, and he said, he's telling me this, he's telling us the story. He's, the Holy Ghost, you know, when, when you're under stress, you just start speaking in tongues, right? <laughs> Come on, you Pentecostal, you know what? Oh, hubba, hubba. <laughs> he's getting on my nerves, God, give me the Holy so he just starts praying in the Holy Ghost, starts praying in tongues. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 that when you pray in tongues, your mind is unfruitful. Right? You don't know what you're saying. You're, the Spirit of God is praying through you. And he starts praying and he's getting louder and he's getting louder. You know, it, it's not like you're praying in your know, office cubicle where you don't want anyone to hear. But he's getting louder and the guy's looking at him, looking at what are you saying? And something got a hold of Brother Dan. He turned to him and he spoke into his eyes and he rebuked him. He says, I bind you in the name of Jesus. He said at that point that man fell to the ground. His, the gun was released from his hand and he could not move. The Holy Ghost, come on somebody. Where's Brother Dan Al? He's in Nullaboy. Where's his son? Will, Wilson, are you here? Daniel, are you here? Come on, I'm telling the truth. That man was stuck to the ground until the police came. And when the police came, they arrested him. And, you know, they started to, to take, uh, you know, his report. So, so excuse me, sir. Um, what, what was it that you said to him? And so, well, ah, he just started speaking in tongues to the police officer. Police officer was like, how do you spell that? <laughs> Amen. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is real. The power, 
Oh, hallelujah. When you don't know what to pray for sometimes, you don't know what even direction to bring your prayer, you just let the Holy Ghost, the Bible says that the Spirit of God makes intercession for you and I with groanings that cannot be put to words, that cannot be uttered. Amen. You, if you got the Holy Ghost, you ought to stand to your feet and begin to praise Him and worship Him in the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. This power in the spirit. Come on, Pentecostals of Sydney. It's time we walk in the spirit. It's time we walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. You ought to go to that hospital bed believing when you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. You ought to go into that supermarket believing there's going to be a pack of toilet paper for me. I'm going to get it. This world has gone crazy, but we've got a God whose word is forever settled. He said it, I believe it, that settles it. He said it, I believe it, that settles it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I've got, I've got to come no close. There, there is no if, ands, or buts about salvation. It is clear. Some say, well, all I do is believe God with all my heart. That's good. That's a start. Accept Jesus in your heart. That's good. That's just the start. But you've got to repent. I accept him in my heart, and I'm just going to go out and keep sinning, keep robbing, keep stealing, keep sleeping around, doing all this stuff. No. You've got to repent. That means you've got to turn your life around. The message is so clear in the Bible. You don't, you don't need to be a theologian to understand the simple concept of repentance. It means, hey, son, where are you going? Turn around. Okay. That's it. And turn around to the direction that God is calling us to live our lives and then to, to, be, to be baptized after you. Well, what's that? Well, it's like taking a bath. You know, the thing that you did when you were young, you, you go in the bath. That's what it is. There's nothing magical about the water. Nothing mystical. It's just water. It's your obedience to God's command that when you step in the water in faith because his word said it. See, the Bible says the word of God, it profits nothing to you. It's not going to profit you anything. If you don't take what you hear from the preaching and you don't mix it together with your faith, the Bible says, you've got to mix it with faith. You know, it's like if you want some sweetness in your coffee, you put some sugar in there. But if you don't stir it, if you don't mix it, the sugar is just going to collect at the bottom. So there's no sweetness. It's the same with the word. You've got to mix the word with your faith. That's why when you say amen, you're saying, yes, I believe it. The word amen simply means it is so. Amen. That's why, that's why preaching, that's why apostolic churches, it's not a one-way dictation from one. This is, a, this is a conversation. This is a dialogue. Amen. I'm not preaching by myself. You're preaching with me. This is your message. This is your sermon. Amen. And when you mix it together, something happens. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Speaking in tongues is a sign. So if you've never spoken in tongues, then you haven't received the Holy Spirit as far as the Bible is concerned. 
say, well, what about when, you know, uh, when the Spirit of God came upon Samson and he killed all the... No, it came upon him. It wasn't in him. All right? He says, Jesus said, I, I, I have, it's expedient that I go away from you because if I don't leave this earth, the comforter will not come. He couldn't give the Holy Ghost because he was still on the earth. And so once he's in heaven, then now the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, it, it is not... It is not some kind of, it's not God's lackey and God's butler. and It's just God working in us that we cannot see. It's invisible. But there's a visible sign. There's a sound. Here's what Jesus said. Everyone that is born of the Spirit, it says, it's like the wind. In John chapter 3, you don't know where it's coming, you don't know where it's going, but you hear the sound thereof. Oh. There's a sound. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Whenever you're in need, hear me, somebody. Maybe you're listening. And you find yourself in need one day. Your back's against the wall and you need God's help. I'm telling you, you get around a bunch of people who can speak in tongues. Who knows how to get. you got to listen for that sound. I want to hear the sound of the Holy Ghost. I want to hear the sound of the Spirit of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I like the sound of that trumpet. I want to hear that one more time. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Musicians, if you like, I, I, I got to wrap this up. That's why, that's why we praise and worship God. Because he delights in the praises of his people. He ha inhabits the praises of his people, Israel. That's why, we, that's why it's kind of, you know, people say, oh, this church is too noisy. I don't want to come here. My ears are... I'm afraid you're not going to like heaven <laughs> because the Bible says in heaven, the hallelujahs are going to roll like thunder, thunder. It's going to be a noisy place. Man, I tell you, it's not, I've been to some places, you know, you, I, I went to one church and, and you can't even hear yourself sing. That's how loud it is. I felt like I was thinking like this. Is anything coming out of my voice? It's, it was that loud. We're not even loud, but. Jubilee is the sound of freedom is a sound of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, there's power in praise. Amen. That's why when you come into the house of God, don't be reluctant to, you know, just say, oh, I had a rough week. Oh, I'm tired. You know, Pastor, you don't know. what. Don't, don't expect me to jump up and down. Oh, if God would open our eyes. If you would only see what God has done for you. If you, if you could only, if he could open our spiritual eyes and we see the angels of heaven in the midst of us and we see the presence of God. I'm telling you, you wouldn't worship the same way. You'd praise like there was no tomorrow. You'd dance. Come on, you, you come up to the front, you do your, your jiggaloo, your electric boogaloo, whatever it is that you feel like doing, but you got to praise him. Oh, we got to make some noise. Make a joyful noise, the Bible says. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Corona, you ain't nothing. Pandemic, you're nothing compared to the glory of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Where, where's that shofar at? Where's that horn? Here it is. One more time. The Bible says. <laughs> on, 
I don't know if it sounded like that. It might have sounded better than that. But watch, watch this. The trumpet is going to sound one more time. The Bible promises there's going to be another sound. He told us in Thessalonians, he says, And the trumpet of God shall sound. And the voice of the archangel is going to shout. And we which are alive and remain will be caught up in heaven. All of a sudden, our next step, it won't be on terra firma. But, but it's, it's solid. We're not going down. I, I've always had aspirations and ambitions as a child to fly like Superman. But when the trumpet sounds one more time, the Bible says we're going to get taken out of here. It says two will be in the bed. One will be left, another one taken. Two will be in the mill, in the warehouse. You know, putting parcels through toll, whatever. One's going to be taken. The other one's left. Two will be in the bed. That means maybe even the married couple, somebody's going to miss out. Two will be in bed, it says. One will be taken. The other one's going to be left. Two will be in the field. If my, if my math serves me correctly, that means only about 50%. I'm praying for a lot more. The reality is, the trumpet's going to sound. And you better be sure you know for certainty where you stand with God. Don't play around. Don't gamble with your salvation. Don't gamble with your eternity. Don't muck around with it. Because remember the scriptures that I read earlier. That we're not promised tomorrow. We don't know. We're not promised longevity. We're only given right now. Today, he said, is the day of salvation. And so I've just come to speak these words of certainty to you. The only sure foundation, the only certain thing that you can build your life upon is this unadulterated, infallible word of God. And his word says to you, come unto me, all of you that are weary, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. Would you stand to your feet right now and let's lift up our voices. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for what we're feeling in your presence. Lord God, we, th we, we thank you for what you've done in the midst of us, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that we would reach out to you in faith. Lord God, that we would make our calling and our election absolutely sure. That we would make for certain the security of our salvation by responding to your to your invitation to come lord touch our hearts today bring healing to our bodies bring deliverance to us restore our marriages give us a life that is lived in holiness and righteousness before you that is filled with joy and peace hallelujah in jesus name glory to god i, I want to invite you to come to this altar I don't know what your needs are, but I know, I do know that today at this altar, if you step out by faith, God's power will be released in your life. Uh, ministers and leaders are the only one I've asked to, to pray for people because of this precautions that we're taking. But if you would like to come to this altar 
If you need the gift of the Holy Spirit, God can fill you right now. If you need healing in your body, He will heal you if you respond in faith. Nothing happens when you stay back. Nothing happens if you stay your seat. But when you step out by faith, God will honor this, this tangible, this certain response. Not, uh, you know, sometimes we got to act certainty, with certainty. Not, not, not hesitantly, not, uh, but you got to act with certainty if you want to see God do something in your life. And it could be as certain as walking away from your seat and say, I'm, I'm taking these steps, the steps that, that signifies my faith that I believe. Ministers and leaders, ministers wise and leaders wise, if you come, pray for those that are here. There are needs in this house. If you have a need and you believe God can meet that need, whether it's financial, whether it's relational, whether it is, it is for a job, God can mean that. If you believe God can do it, why don't you show him your belief? Show him your faith in his word and his promises. Glory to God. The spirit of the Lord is here. Wherever you are, call upon his name. Reach out to him and he will fill you. He will touch you. He will make himself known to you. of the Holy Spirit moving right now. Just open up your heart. Yes. I'm 